Welcome to Life, Love, and Hustle, the podcast that uncovers the story behind the stories of entrepreneurs, artists, and activists making an impact in their business, community, and the culture. Join us for these intimate conversations with ordinary people working to do extraordinary things and hear their journey through struggle, triumph, growth, and change. Now, here's your host, Chad Smith. Welcome, welcome. This is the Life, Love, and Hustle Takeover Edition. My name is Renetta Miller. I am super excited because the podcast has been doing so well. And so we've had the honor, and I have the honor, of taking over this episode with some of my favorite people joining me. We have Lisa Watford, who will come in and introduce herself in a second. But I will tell you, this is one of my favorite girlfriends. We talk all the time about every topic you can imagine. So I'm really excited to have her here. And then we have, of course, Miss Alana Joyner-Stevens, who is one of my favorite people as well, who I had the pleasure of uh, participating with the retreat and learn so much about her and love her. So without further ado, I want to have Lisa introduce herself. Lisa, go ahead and introduce us yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are. So just to give a um, brief introduction of who I am, some may consider me old in years, but I'm damn sure young in spirit. I try to throw up as real as I possibly can. So I kind of call myself the real McCoy. I'm a free thinker, but I have traditional values. I'm a future mogul. I love, love, love to laugh. And even at myself, I crack myself up sometimes. I am a habitual self-evaluator. And I live life out loud, literally, because I'm loud. I am a loud person. You all probably figure that out. And we're going on with this podcast. Um, I am fly as F. Y'all, y'all can add the rest on to it. Okay. Uh, I have no children and I've never been married, but refuse to let that define my womanhood or be labeled as what's wrong with her because it's absolutely nothing. Got it. Got it. Well, we are so glad to have you. Love it, Miss Fly Girl. Okay, Miss Alana, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, first of all, that introduction from Lisa was just fire. I just love it. The, the energy, all of that stuff. So anyway, my name is Sacred Woman Alana Joyner-Stevens. I have had the pleasure to ascend in August 2023. I am a professional organizer, and I help to create clarity in the midst of chaos. I'm a life changer with Herbalife, and I am a mental health professional. So I am an all-around... <laughs> woman if you will i love that you. <laughs> love it love it i love it i love it beautiful ladies and thank you for being here this episode is really a powerful one because what we're going to be talking about is what advice would we give to our younger generations our younger women so to speak and so we're representing the 30s 40s and 50s crew meaning we're going to go back and give advice to those folks that are younger than us. So are y'all ready? We're ready, but do we want to, I forgot to say, do we want to identify who is the 30, who is the 40, and who is the 50? Well, yeah, you know what? I was going to actually jump in and share that, but okay. ask, let's jump in and do it. I'm representing the 40-some, soon to be 50, but at this point, the 40-some. And Lisa? Who are you representing? I am representing the 50 and Fly crew. I love it. 
And it's Alana. And Alana here. I am representing the 30s crew for right now. I am soon to transcend into the next decade. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. I love it. I love it. Well, we got some stuff for them tonight. So let's talk a little bit about, like, when we start off thinking about what we notice, just in general sense, what do we notice that our younger generations are experiencing up against just kind of your general observations. What are you what are you noticing is happening in the world in which we live right now? So I'll go ahead with that. So great question. One of the things when I think about when I was in my 20s and even early 30s, I just remember being so present. So Instagram and Facebook had just come out. Um, specifically, Facebook at that time was for college students. You had to have an EDU um, on the end of your email address and everything. It was so basic, um, but it was we weren't so connected. So I, I had an opportunity to really be present and create long-lasting friendships. So I think that while the internet is so amazing, you get a chance to do so many things as it relates to um, being places that you may never get a chance to experience or being able to engage with people that you may never get a chance to experience. But I think that some of that comes at a deficit of really being being able to create in person, very authentic relationships. So I think that that's one of the challenges that um, our youth may experience because some of that may be, you know, superficial to an extent. Yeah, I can see that, especially because I was talking to my niece and she's in a 20 some crew. And I remember her saying, like, Auntie, you don't know what you're talking about. The way we communicate uh, via technology, we're fine. And I was like, yeah, but you don't get the, the gift of being up close and personal and present. Yeah. With your phone, you don't even know what that's like. So I would absolutely say that to be true. Now, Lisa, do you notice some things that are in that same vein? Oh, being present or something oh, else? For sure, with me being in the 50-something crew, I, you know, I didn't grow up with technology, although I'm pretty tech savvy. That's not how we grew up. I'm Generation X, so, you know, we grew up, we, it was a whole nother, you know, a whole nother situation for us. We had no other choice but to um, connect with each other organically. Like, we were to go outside, come back in when the lights is on, you know, make sure, I mean, you know, sit on the steps, you know, we were the play and hide and go see, play, catch a girl, get a girl. You know, that was the generation that I came from. So, you know, we, um, and I, I wouldn't trade it in for anything in the world. What I do want to say about this this new generation, I guess I would say maybe starting with the millennials and I think it's the Gen Zers. The one thing that I will, I do appreciate about them is I love their fearlessness, but I think your fearlessness still has to have a balance. I love their fearlessness as far as, you know, them going into certain spaces that when I came along, you know, I, we were taught you go to college, you get a good education and you get a good job and you retire. I mean, that's pretty much, you know, how I'm, I'm simplifying the formula, but I think that, you know, pretty much is how it went. But with this new generation, they're fearless. And I, and I really appreciate the fact that they're willing to step into entrepreneurial spaces that, you know, they're, they are, they're learning to play chess now. You know, you know, I'm looking at a lot of these young people, you know, that are on um, Instagram, even um, some things that I'm participating in. And, you know, they're getting, you know, I wasn't taught about stop, stocks and bonds and, you know, Wall Street and the stock market and, you know, what is passive. And, and they're getting this, they're getting this early. And so I really do admire that about them. Um, but I also agree with Alana. I think that social media 
they place entirely too much value on social media and on what people who they don't even know or who are not really connected to them or who are not in their circle, you know, a lot of their self-esteem and their value is contingent upon social media. And so that's the thing that I think where technology doesn't have a balance with this younger generation. They need to, they need to learn how to unplug. You know, I, I love that because I'm actually thinking of several examples that I can see to both of you ladies' points around really being able to use social media from a healthy perspective and let it guide you and grow you, but not take over. And I'm thinking Correct. about more so a lot of our women that are in the younger generations, even across generations, but I would say definitely the younger generations, with the body image. Let's talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that. Yes. yes. We know that that is one of the things that our young women are up against, our younger generations. There's so much imagery given to them on what is acceptable. What would y'all say about what we see and what advice you could give them, particularly around body image and owning your who you are? What would you say to them? You know what? That's a very good question. I'm going to start with a little bit of a story, right? So when I was growing up, my shape wasn't the status quo, if you will. So I've always had a derriere, if you will. And <laughs> it wasn't. Don't let me get on it. Fear, Alana. I will shut this whole podcast down. Because... <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, the girls were slim, but it wasn't like the slim thick kind of thing, right? So when you had a derriere and, and, you know, behind, if you will, it was more so like, dang, like, look at her, you know, when the apple bottoms and all of that stuff came out. And now it's like, they're like ridiculous now um, to the point where they do not match the, you know, or, or the, the body or anything like that. But it's not, it's out of proportion. But the thing about it is that I never... Even when I was growing up, I was still kind of embarrassed about having so much weight back there, to be honest, because it was different. Right. You know, so now I see the young ladies like I would never wear a shirt like right at my waist. You know, I just wouldn't, you know, because it was too much attention. It would always be, you know, cover my behind a bit just to be mindful. Now it's just now I've learned to accept that. But I see you know, that it's just all around the waist and it's just out there. And it's almost as if they believe that exposing themselves is like, that's how, that's what beauty is, or that's what confidence is, all of those things. So there's, so I guess just being subtle and just being classy. And I'm not saying that showing that back there isn't necessarily classy and how you do it, but I just think that it's too much emphasis on you have to have that shape. You have to show it. Everything has to be super tight. Um, so I, yeah. So body image, I think it's just, it's really scary because, you know, you, I remember even being okay to an extent because I wasn't always thrown, you know, images of it. Now I would watch TV. That's when MTV was on and BET and all of those things. And you would see various shapes and sizes, but it wasn't like just one, you know, yeah. I think there was, it was a well-roundedness of just what a woman looks like in comparison to now, all of the women like look 
super put together, super plastic. Right. I mean, that's no shot to anybody that had to get that. I mean, if you got it, flaunt it. But, you know, to just to your point, in terms of how that's impacted people, I think that it's really, you know, stressing a lot of women out. And years later, we're going to really see the effect of what it did to our, you know, emotional health as it relates to just trying to fit some stereotypical image. Yes, spoken like a mental health therapist. Spoken like one. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Lisa, do you find that when you think about what's going on in social media, that body image conversation is for those under 50? Or do you find that it's, it is affecting the 50-some generation as well? So really social media is affecting um the gen gen uh X generation is that we are, you know, um <clears throat> I, it, I didn't realize it until maybe about two years ago that ageism is really a real thing. And um I experienced, you know, I experienced that. And I think that what is happening is that my my Gen Z, we are pushing back. Gen Xs are pushing back because we're saying, listen. You, Renee, you know how I get down. You know how I live my life, right? I, um, I do. Right, and you, and so we are pushing back. We're not the gen, we are not the grandmothers of, um, we we're sitting on the porch, you know, picking. That's not that's not who we are. This 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 fifty generation. No, we still got gas in the tank. Now I'm saying you still need to be mindful. <laughs> I'm not gonna be out here, you know, trying to hang with no with a a, a twenty year old or thirty. I know my age and I appreciate my age, but don't get it twisted. I just got a brand new tattoo. You know what I'm saying? I'm away now. Do not like you know. So we're still, you know, I we're still vibrant, and I think you know that is some of what I see on social media, where some of the younger generation seems to have a problem with the fact they give the fifty the fifties don't look like the fifties of nineteen fifty anymore. Sorry, you know what I mean? We're still out. You know, we're still out. Doesn't mean that, you know, we're, like I said, I'm not clubbing or trying to, you know, hang with, but yes, do I still want to, you know, enjoy life? Do I like still going out and listening to some good live music? And, you know, I, I could twerk a little bit, but I try to keep it, you know, <laughs> classy. You know, but I try to keep it classy. So I think for, you know, my generation, that that would be the thing. And, and it's interesting because the kind of rap itself, another thing that I think, Kind of, I feel, and and I could be, you know, this could just be my lens, but I think that um, my generation is a little bit in competition with this younger generation when it comes to me. I was going to ask you. So I think it's very so, interesting. So I was actually going to ask you that, and I love that you said that, because one of the things I want to say, because we are classy and we're in a generation where we want to be who we are. We don't want to necessarily um, discourage women. What advice would you give to women that want to think you're in competition with them and you just join you as this as this vibrant 50-some-year-old owning who you are? What would you say to them? I would say don't worry about it. That that would be my advice. That continue to live your life. You know what I mean? Don't let anybody, you know, continue to live your life. Don't let it, um, 
you know, hinder you. Don't let it affect your self-esteem. I mean, as long as you're not being mean-spirited, you know, you're not harming anybody, live your life. Life is short. You know, live your best life. And if they have, somebody has an issue with that, then that is their, you know, don't take that on. That's their issue. That's something they gotta, they gotta work it out. You know, figure out, you know, work out their child. You know, it's the thing we used to say, you gotta work out your own salvation. Like, they gotta figure that out. And I would say continue to live your life, you know? Understood, understood. Okay, well, I want to switch gears for a second because I like what you both said earlier around, there was a little uh, tone of this, the younger generations. One of the things that we do see is that there's a shift happening with entrepreneurship and owning the gifts that you are and really being unapologetic about going to get mm-hmm. what they call your bag. Mm-hmm. And I love that because... The generation that I'm in and and older, we were raised to think about having a nine to five mm-hmm. and, and let your family was entrepreneur, but for the most part, get you a good job, mm-hmm. get the education, get you a good job mm-hmm. and move forward. Okay. And now I read a statistic that said one in 50 black households are becoming millionaires and well, no, that's my That's not an else though. Right? 70% of them are led, if I'm reading it, if I was re- remembering it correctly, were because of women leading the way. Yes. No. Yes, that's what's up. When we think about those that are not necessarily doing that, but they they want to and they want to get their finances in order, what advice would you give to them? And let's say that they are doing the darn thing. What what would you give them as encouragement? And I'm going to start off just for, as I give you a minute to think, because this this is something that I think about a lot from the space that I'm in around staying humble. Because a lot of our women, particularly when I think of Black women, they are doing the darn thing, but there's room for humility. There's room to not only see themselves for finance. So I would give the advice to the 30-some-year-olds that are killing the game and getting your bag, recognize that you are more than your bag. Recognize that you are so much more than the money you make. What would you ladies say? I'm going to start. You know, I want to just share. Okay. 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 I just wanted to share when I was... 23, I think, 23, 24, 26, somewhere around that time. I can remember I was doing, I was entrepreneur then. I was working on some things. I was a part of a direct direct sales company that I went on to be with for 10 years. And so I never really knew that women didn't do that. You know, and like I said, that was even before Instagram became so popular because I it took a while for me to actually go into the Instagram space. But I was doing it on Facebook and Facebook for me was more storytelling, more personal because it was people that I knew, but I didn't know it any different. So just shout out to Dr. Tracy Lynn um, being a part of Tracy Lynn Jewelry for 10 years. I mean, I'm a part of the house for and it was so beautiful. I mean, I was rubbing hands, sitting down, talking to the CEO, going on vacations that I've won. So I didn't know that this kind of realm didn't exist. Now, I knew the other side because, like you said, it was really just about working, getting your pension and all those things. So my mother's side was all about that. Get a city job, retire. And they did very good, you know, when it came to that anybody. That came at a deficit for them doing overtime, being very tired, all of those things. But again, at a very young age, in my 20s, I was doing the entrepreneur thing. And so I think it's just beautiful. So one thing that I would just share 
share uh, with the younger generation, like, first of all, y'all are doing amazing. You really are. But much like maybe, Lisa, you probably already said it, or Renee, you said it as well. Just don't define yourself by your money. There's so many more things um, that, that, you know, having a business comes along with. It comes with influence and impact. And if you're having money without influence and impact, none of that means anything. Because we can go at any point in time, but the influence and impact, if your company goes down, you'll be able to get back because people know you for your integrity. So that's what I would say. Period. Snapping my fingers, just like just snapping my fingers. I mean, I don't, she pretty much said it all, you know, I think between the two of you, y'all pretty much wrapped it up. I don't, you know, really have anything um, else to add. You know, I think that you all are exactly right. Just make sure that you don't let them, you make the money. Don't let the money make you. That's the bottom line. And don't let the diamonds sit there. You know? The players love. Lisa, Lisa, when I when I tell you that yes, they did say that, but you know what, Lisa, one thing you said that always stands out to me is you always say though it's never too late to get started, like because. There are, there's somebody listening that's feeling like, man, I'm not doing, I'm not making the money back. Because I have people that I know in their 20s and are are feeling like they're not successful. Because again, okay. we have a lot of social media and influence saying you should forget. Like, mm -hmm. Because what you see is flexing and flossing. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. for those people that are not yet at the place where they feel like they have been able to find that place of getting their finances and doing the things that would provide fulfillment like trips and freedom where you're not a slave to uh, trading your time for money and these things that they're still trying to work up to. What would you say for some 40, 30 some year olds that need to hear that encouragement? What I would say to the generations before me is do not, don't let social media dictate how you know, how you're going to progress in life. Don't get discouraged. I am, I'm going to be very transparent. I'm what you would call a late bloomer. And I learned to embrace that. I am the type of person that it takes me a while to get things. But once I get it, I'm good. I'm, it, it's done. It's, it's a wrap. I would just say, do not get discouraged. Do Go at your pace. That's the thing about social media and young people, because if you continue, if you um watch social media, a lot of things are smoke and mirrors, and it's very easy to get caught up, like you said, in the flex. Don't get caught up in the flex. You have to make sure that you're doing things, you know, um, according to, you know, whatever, how, how, as long as you are progressing, that's what's important. That's the bottom line. As long as you are progressing. And sometimes all that's the beauty of it is that we all don't progress at the same at the same pace and at the same time. There are things that you're gonna get me, Nate, because you need to impart that to me. You understand what I'm saying? There's things that a lot of may get before I get it because she needs to impart that you know, to me. So I would just say, I embrace the fact that I'm a late bloomer because at the end of the day, the bottom line is, but I'm blooming. Mm -hmm. You just want to make sure that you are, that you are 
you you that you're blooming and and, and don't con, don't concern yourself sometimes with the time frame because I I at one point got caught up in that but let, then I just learned you know what Lisa it is what it is I'm again be very I'm fifty. I'll be 56 next month. This will be the, I will be a first time um, home buyer, hopefully this year. You know, and a lot of people might be like, you know, yeah. oh my God, you 50, yeah, yup, exactly. Yup, it took me to a 56 because there were some lessons that I had to learn in order for me to begin to appreciate. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I um just got to a point where I'm making, you know, over uh, uh within the last probably five or six years, I my my career has ebbed and flowed. I was a I don't want to take up too much time, but my career as far as my my financial progression is ebbed and flowed. So I am now at a point where yes, I make six figures, but guess what? How about they to move the pendulum? You know what I'm saying? Like six figures ain't what it was. You know what I mean? So you know I finally. So if I get caught up in that, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause at one point the goal was, you know, if you're making six figures, you know, you up the middle. Okay, well I'm there now. But guess what? The pendulum has now moved. So I don't. Yeah. I can't get caught up in that type of thing. All I know is that I'm just going to continue to move at my pace, continue to progress at my pace, continue to bloom at my pace, and just continue to have. You all you have to do is just continue to have a motivation and as long as you have the motivation don't you if you start concerning yourself at what other people are doing and at the level and at the pace that they're doing it at it'll get you off course absolutely absolutely Ashe, i love it i love it so one of the things that i think is really reflected in my heart and my spirit as we're talking i'm thinking about Sometimes the need to understand, really not even sometimes, all the time, the need to understand your spiritual grounding as you go out in the world and connect in ways that will honor who you are and who you want to be and who you're called to be. And I often feel like sometimes if your timeline and your connections are not showing up in such a way where that reinforces it, you can get off track spiritually, mentally, physically, you name it. From a spiritual perspective, what would be the advice that you would say to a woman who is 10 years younger than you and she's trying to anchor herself in her being? And when I say spiritual, I'm not necessarily saying religion, but you can go with it where you want to. But what piece of spiritual advice would you give so that she could anchor herself. So Alana, when you think about those 30-some-year-old women that are up against different realities or different challenges that don't feel like they're spiritually grounded, what would you say to her? Gosh, that's such a loaded question. I really, you know, before I can even speak to them, I'm going to speak to myself. So when you say 10 years ago, that was literally 29 for me. Lord knows. I don't know. Let me just get, let me just get her flowers really quickly. Because you know who I think, who I am today, no, I'm so serious. Who I am today had everything to do with that young lady. I know someone ever at 29. At 29, I mean, I was going to seminars. I was investing in myself. I was surrounding myself around some dope people. And so spiritually, I mean, I've always been spiritual. I've always had a relationship with God. Um, it's changed over the years, but 
I still know God and I've always been a prayer. I've been an intercessor. And I think that that's been helping me too, because it wasn't all about me. Um, so I would always, so even let's just say when I was doing my business, I had a team of people. Oh my God, my team, they were just so amazing. If any of them are listening at any point in time, I thank y'all so much for just being along with me on the journey, but just pouring into my team and praying. I mean, we would get on the phone. I, listen, when I tell you, I had, I still got energy. I'm going to speak that into, into the mic here, but I had so much energy. I had people getting on the phone at six o'clock in the morning. We praying, we reading, um, we reading books on progression and all the other stuff. And it just was so beautiful. And it was more than money. Wow. No, it was more than the spiritual undertone. So just stay, stay connected to whoever your higher power is, whether it's Jesus, whether it's Allah, or it's Buddha, whatever, like, you know, just stay something behind yourself, you know? So that's just what it is. And you know, I just wanted to add, because you asked Lisa a question uh, about some things. And and one thing that came to me was just remembering your why. So if you remember what your why, I've always been told that your why should make you cry. And if your why not making you cry, it's not big enough. So when you're looking at other people and you're trying to determine where you are in, re in relation to where they are, if if it's not your why, then you can be safe and secure with where you are at the moment. Like I know I'm gonna get where I'm gonna go at some point in time, but also you wanna just be mindful of just bringing people with you. And again, if you are a spiritual, just always keep other people in mind too, because again, you know, they say it's lonely at the top, that's a lie. That's a lie, you at the wrong peak of mountain you think it's lonely. So, you know. Lisa, we wanna we wanna know from you too. What what did you say? How do they ground herself? Now, Lisa, I gotta say this story. I gotta tell this story real quick before you share. Because this made me think of you and I's relationship when we first met. Lisa and I met 20 years ago, and I remember... 25. What, is it 25? Oh, five. I'm close. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, we are definitely dating ourselves. And so I'll never forget, I was going through my own spiritual uh, confusion some days, evolution other days, and I'll never forget, Lisa looked at me and she said, it's okay, because you always know to come back home. And at first I was offended, like, you know me, like, what? But but it was so beautiful because <laughs> what she was saying to me is remember your roots and your truth, it's there. You just gotta always remember to access it. So that was one of my early memories of you, Lisa, imparting some spiritual wisdom in me. And you were my older generation. I was the younger generation. You were in your 30s. I was in my 20s. But it was a beautiful remembrance. So what would you say, Lisa? So you're going to stop having me come behind a model. That's what, that, that's what's going to be. That's what's going to I don't need because I'm gonna stop coming behind Alana because I mean she did you know she just drops gems you know everything she said was fire I don't really know what else you know but what I will say is that and like she said the bottom line is whether you know whatever you choose to call your deity you need to be grounded spiritually just in life 
in general. I don't, you know, for me personally, I don't see how people make it without a spiritual foundation. You know, this life is rough. You know what I'm saying? This is it, challenging. I don't see how you can move and navigate through this life without having some type of spirit, something that you know is much higher than you and it is working on your and is working on your behalf. So, you know, again, you know, I, I you know, I have definitely evolved and when I first met Renee, I was, you know, um I didn't play when it came to when it came to my Jesus. I didn't play. That was the bottom line. I was definitely I was a I was a if you get in my car, we're listening to secular music. I mean, um, Christian music. No, I'm turned on the secular station. Like I was, you know, I was kind of. Now I have evolved since then. You know, I, I definitely um I've always kind of been open minded when it has come to even you know, and I'm I'm still a Christian. I still own that. That is who I am but I don't feel like Christianity has a lot on God. And so, you know, I have definitely um, evolved since then, but I still feel like, you know, having a spiritual foundation, I don't see how you can navigate this life without it. Mm. That's a nugget. That's a nugget. All right. So, can I add really quickly? I'm so sorry because something that came to me as you all were talking you when you think about spirituality like something again they just kind of thought about the lion king right and it reminded me of when simba was sitting there and he was so devastated about having lost his father and he went into the he went into the 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 garden not the gardens or wherever he went to and he was just talking to his father and all the all it kept saying was remember 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 and so when you find yourself lost remember who you are right because that's spirituality in and of itself and sometimes we don't understand that there is a god in us as well and so with that being said some of the things that i do to kind of give back to self like today i'm at my mother's house my mother being in her 60s she was she's a first-time homeowner of a brand new home and a brand new housing development while my mom was doing the daggone thing so listen lisa you listen you got it too but i say all that to say is that all day when i tell you i just was listening to music all day and that helps me get back to my center and just singing and doing all of those things sometimes spirituality doesn't look right. like always sitting at the pew you know what i mean it doesn't always look like going through the church and again that's not against anybody that's doing that to each his own but sometimes getting to your spirit has everything to do with getting back to who you are in the first place so much like simba was reminded Remember, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh my, that's, I'm a, that's so beautiful. First of all, that's the name of my company. Remember who you and, are, and that's crazy. For that very reason, because there was a time that the divine had to download into me to remember. So that's beautiful. Look at God. Look at God. Because when you said that, I was I, like, "That's the name of Renee's company." Yeah, that's the. And that thing came to me in 2007. But you know what? Of what you guys are both saying, because when I think about what I want our young women to remember, 30s, 20s, younger, is I want them to see themselves, to learn to see themselves like the divine sees themselves. And it's a, there's so much yes. opportunity to provide grace to oneself, accountability to oneself, and just love. Like, mm. wow, if we could do that on a regular basis, kind of attuning ourselves 
to know that we are a reflection of divine energy. Mm-hmm. We would be able to give ourselves more grace. Mm-hmm. We would more love and we would give accountability because all of those things are wrapped up inside of your spiritual um, development and your spiritual walk. So I love what you guys are saying. Agreed. I love what you just said too. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, we've had a very rich conversation. I, I, I got two final questions for you. One of them, I want to know if you think about the advice that you needed to hear 10 years ago, mm. three pieces of advice that you would have loved to heard 10 years ago, what would that advice be? What would you have liked to either had someone tell you or you could have told yourself, like if you had a crystal ball, what would that advice be? Lisa, you go first. Because you go always give me an opportunity to think about my answers. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> okay. I put myself on the spot. So what would be the three things that I would, what three nuggets would I give myself? Um, when you were like in your 40s, let's say 10 years ago um mm. i think the first thing i would i would probably just probably have would have would give myself advice on you know just being more disciplined and more mindful um when it comes to um my finances but being understanding and probably moving a little more quicker into the um financial space i think that would have um that would have been uh the first thing the second uh thing or advice that i would give myself is Um, hmm. I don't, you know, the second thing I think I would tell myself is, I, you know, as far as advice is, oh my goodness, Renee, that's such a, that's a great question at 45. Well, you know, I can, we could tap it and get, take it to Alana and then we can okay. come back. Okay. Okay. Now, as a matter of fact, can I just tell y'all my three and then Alana will come to you and then go back to Lisa. How about that? Okay. You know what? Okay, so that's good. It's, it is such okay. a loaded question. And for me, I have found the the value of a few things. One, I would definitely say when it comes to matter of matters of the heart, really be true to yourself. Like mm-hmm. really matters around the heart, just be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. I would that's also say, take some time to understand who whose voice or whose paradigm is guiding your decision making like mm-hmm. we learn so late in life that reason why we do the things we do are because of family or uh you know parents or boyfriends or some belief in our mind but we have to really get clear and take some time to really understand self and the process like where's it coming from because that will propel us faster, sooner to a place where we really want to be. I was thinking about that hard today. And then I would just say, I would tell my younger self to know that you are so worthy. Like, 
are so worthy of everything beautiful because you are beautiful just because. Like, you don't need to justify, prove, you don't need to be anything other than the fact that you exist and you are worthy. Everything else comes as a bonus. So those are the things I would say to myself so that my journey is not so laborious and challenging emotionally, spiritually, physically. Yeah, yeah. But who wants to go? Who wants to go? Y'all had time to think about what Lisa, did you well, did you find the rest of yours? Because on that case, I mean, you know, like I said, what did I say? The financial piece. I think um just, you know, again, the other piece of advice is, you know, don't don't, you know, focus on what how other people are moving in their life. Just make sure that you just maintain, you know, um, and, and do what you can at your pace and it's okay. You know what I mean? It's okay. And it don't matter how fast you run the race, just keep pressing and just be just be in the race and running the race. And it's okay. Um, and I guess the other part, you know, of advice that I would tell myself is, you know, I've always kind of been one of those people who struggle, you know, my battle has always been with weight. You know, I, I have just struggled with weight, you know, all my adult life. Um, and just to, you know, just let, let myself know that, you know what, that may be your battle, but that's okay. Because the bottom line is before it's all said and done, you will win the war. You know, you, you, you've had some, you know, you're battling this thing. This is your struggle. Everybody got a thorn in their side, but that's okay, baby. You're going to be okay. Just continue to, um, you know, like I said, just continue to press and, you know, you, you are going to overcome that struggle in your life. Don't get, you know, discouraged. Just keep pressing. I love that. Okay. Shame. Yeah. So mine's I have, I wrote something else. So these are all a combination of some things that people have said to me very recently. Um, so put yourself in your needs first. You are enough. That's one. This too shall pass. Trouble will last always. And the third one is fail forward, fail fast. Nothing will be perfect. And so those are some things that um, I would have liked that as a reminder. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Beautiful. Y'all jumping some gems, some gems. Okay. Yes. So the takeover episode would not be complete unless run the world. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't I need to run the world. Women run the world. Girls run the world. The world. And you know, I wish I could sing because I would, I would blow here tonight, but I just. So. So in traditional light, love, and hustle fashion, Chad usually asks a question and you have to tell us the your choice and why. And so as it's I'm sitting here, I have to ask you both individually, is it Prince or Michael Jackson? And why? I'll start with you, Lisa. Prince or Michael Jackson and why? Oh my God. It's going to have to be Prince for me. It's going to have to be Prince for me. And because, you know, Prince was, to me, I feel like I'm a unicorn. And there's something about, you know, him just being so eclectic and, you know, just kind of, you know, um, his music. He, you know, he was definitely a free thinker. Um, so he was ahead of his time, you know, um, 
So it, it's just going to have to be Prince for me. Uh, that's pretty much, you know, why I, you know, it just, and it reminds me a lot of, I think Michael Jackson doesn't, but it just re reminds me, like, to me, although Prince was small in stature, you know what I'm saying? Prince was, you know, Prince had some of the baddest women that probably, you know, men could, so he didn't let his, his small stature, you know, even in his heels, Prince was just a bad boy. So it's definitely just going to have to be humble. You know, that, that's who it would be for me. Yes. Okay, Prince. Probably one of my favorite movies. Got it. So I will start off by saying that Michael is amazing, um, but there were parts of Michael that was hidden and not as authentic as I think that Michael would have liked to be. So for that reason, I also choose Prince because there was something about the freedom that Prince was able to just um, identify, like in his music, just um, Purple Rain and... Um, what is it? Money don't matter tonight. Like I just love so much of that. Like again, his style. Just again, like you said, just his ability, like his confidence. That's so Michael was good. Like don't Michael was good, but then Michael also had some challenges yeah. with his confidence, and and Prince did too at the same time. But Prince was more kind of like. I don't care, you know? And when I think about the kind of person that I'm trying to be moving forward into this new decade, when I hit my 40s, Rod, what if like, I don't care, you know? It is what it is. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. Well, so we got two, two votes for Prince. I would definitely say, uh, I have to say it's Michael for me. And it's just because <laughs> I resonate with his music more. But I loved Prince. Um, and love them both, but Michael's music just resonates with me That's more. Great question. Yeah. Why does it resonate with you more, though? Well, it just, it does because I have more nostalgia around Michael's music. And I know sometimes when I'm in the house or like if me and Chad are like cooking uh, dinner in the evenings, we'll turn on music and we'll turn on Michael Jackson. And it's just, it just takes me back to when I was playing special song a few decades and just enjoying it. So it, it's just nostalgia for me, but I definitely think both of them added a wonderful value to the space and, and their myths, they were gone way too early, but definitely it. Okay, so before we close out, we want to hear how we can get in touch with you ladies. Now, I know, Lisa, you're not in the entrepreneurial space yet, but you're going to let us know when you jump in because you got some things coming up. Alana, you are in the entrepreneurial space and you are hustling hard. Tell us, how do we get in contact with you? Thank you, thank you. So I have two social media handles that you are welcome to follow me on this beautiful journey of life and love <laughs> and the hustle, pretty much. So, um, AKA Alana Renee on Instagram. Um, that is where you can see my life's journey, my herbal life journey, all of those things. And then my professional organizing where I create clarity in the midst of clean homes or in the midst of chaos, which is clean homes and organized spaces. You can find me on Instagram at redefining chaos. I'd love to befriend you and give you some tips on keeping your space I love organized. It. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. As we close out, we're going to remind you to live your life, love your people, and always hustle hard. Until next time, peace. Thank you for joining us today on Life, Love, and Hustle. We appreciate you and your support more than you know. If you found this episode helpful, 
please share it with someone who could benefit from it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook to continue the conversation and get exclusive access to even more content. We're grateful for your loyalty and we can't wait to see you hustle your way to success. We'll be here for you every step of the way. 